It is week eight of the fantasy football season. I don't know about you guys out there, but I'm pretty happy that Bymageddon is past us. I don't ever want to be without the Cowboys, the Vikings, the Bills, and the Chargers in the same week ever again. Uh, you know, assuming they're still playing this well. <laughs> um, Eddie, how are you? I'm, of course, your host, Jen Piacenti. And with me today, as always, is Eddie Spaghetti. What's going on, Spaghetti? Well, I'm good. Uh, finally, uh, a much-needed win in fantasy football. My Giants, uh, you know, Sam Darnold returns to MetLife. He must have been seeing ghosts. And they get the job done in a really weird scoring game. It was like 5-3 at one point. For the, it would have been the first final score in NFL history to end at 5-3. But the Giants did the job, uh, got a win. So I felt much happier than I do on most Sundays. So it was a, a good weekend. Yeah, Sam Darnold seeing ghosts. Maybe one of them is uh, Adam Gaze. But oh, it, yeah. it was like, like literally benching him for P.J. Walker. And of course, that kind of like gets us into one of the top news stories of today, of course. You know, again, we touched on this last week. Deshaun Watson, so many rumors, you know, the newest one that there is a deal with Miami. However, it is all contingent upon the fact that his legal battles are solved. And, you know, all I can think about here is Tua. That's the only person I can think about here. Like, how do you feel if you're Tua and you see all these things? Oh, like, well, they really want this other guy, but they'll slam it with me for as long as they can. Does this make you want to be a winner? I just, I, I, it makes me so upset for him. I don't know if I'm going all like Tua's mom or if anybody no, else feels this way too. I'm, I'm with you that 100%, Jen, because I actually was like looking into the Dolphins, the games the last few weeks. And Tua, I know some Dolphins fans who actually work for the NFL too. And they're like, this is not Tua's fault. Like the Dolphins should have been better than they were last year. Yeah. They had a good draft. The free agency did pretty well. Tua should have taken a step forward. And I think he has, especially the last few weeks where it's just yeah. not him. It's just like there's other holes in the roster. You know, I can even go as far to say maybe the Brian Flores thing and the Belichick coaching tree, maybe he isn't one of the ones that's actually going to be good. So it's it's unfair to, to to pin this on Tua. And then some, you know, today beat writers asked him, like, do you feel wanted or loved by the Miami Dolphins? He's like, no, I don't. Well, if they're going to make a trade for Deshaun Watson, which again, I still find to be completely absurd that he's going to be allowed to play. But if they trade him, it's like, well, he's clearly going to be in a deal because there's no reason to have him on the roster. And then you're going to gut potentially other pieces on your roster and then give away future first round picks. So then you're building even more of a hole and people are forgetting like Deshaun Watson is uh, a great player and look at the Texans record with him. Look at their playoff success with him. Like, yes, he's great, but football's a team sport. You're going to need pieces around you. If the Dolphins got their roster, Watson won't get this thing done by himself. If he's allowed to play, uh, you know, in a year or two. So it's, it's a very bizarre situation, but yes, I, I do feel for Tua. The whole thing is such a bizarre mess, but I guess officially they're saying now the Panthers are out. So that that was my segue, if you will. So Panthers are out on Deshaun Watson. For what it, take it for what you will, everyone. Whether this is anything, uh, whether it matters to your fantasy team, you know, it's up to you. If, if you feel like, you know, picking up someone like Deshaun Watson will help you when you're the, and you have the room and, and that you're fine with that, then, then do it. Um, I can't recommend it in that I don't even think he's going to have a chance to play. And I think it's taking up extra space uh, on your bench. But if you have the room and you want to, your call, how you how you handle your team. So Deshaun Watson news, uh, more news out of Chicago today. It looks like Khalil Mack may be headed to the IR. I don't know if Chicago can really take any more hits. I mean, this is just so sad. You know, I feel bad. Bears fans were so excited when they finally dressed 
drafted Justin Fields. I was like, oh my God, we have the quarterback of the future. And I was like, oh my God, no one's more happy than Allen Robinson. (laughs) Wrong. Um, really, really tough here. I don't see how Chicago is going to come back from this. I mean, who would have ever thought that we get to week eight of the fantasy football season. And the only person we feel really confident starting for the Chicago bears is Khalil Herbert. That is, uh, is where as it gets. It, it is, it's a strange scenario too with their offense. Cause I think us as fans, uh, we all kind of wanted to see, Justin Fields play because we saw how good he was at Ohio State and obviously you know Andy Dalton doesn't really give anyone a spark um, and then he was kind of forced into a Matt Nagy that is to, to start Justin Fields and it seems like almost by like public demand and then like that that image of Justin Fields sitting on the bench just like looking so out of it uh, you know sometimes it pays to let your guy sit and learn a little bit like the 49ers are being ultra like careful with Trey Lance because they're you know pretty mediocre this year I think the Bears probably should have went that, that same path put him in certain packages um, you know, that'll maybe inspire more hope among the fan base and the team. If he's scoring touchdowns in the red zone, instead of him just getting beat up because the bears are not very good and they're depleted of talent. A lot of guys are injured. So it's just a rough scenario all around for Justin Fields. Really, really rough. Hard to start Justin Fields this week. Hard to start Allen Robinson at all. We'll talk some more about that, uh, later on the show. Um, looks like Baker may play on Sunday. I don't know if that's a good thing or a great thing or if it really changes anything for me as far as what I'm doing from a fantasy perspective. I think it's it's probably a good thing for the Browns. Um, but then again, I don't know. I mean, I kind of thought that Case Keenum looked like he opened up a little bit more of the offense last Thursday. I don't know if I'm crazy. I was watching it at the same time I was doing a broadcast on Sirius. So, um, you know, Baker playing Sunday, I'm still not excited about starting, uh, you know, OBJ, unfortunately. Um you know, Landry, maybe I would start, but it, it just doesn't really move the needle a lot for me. For you? Um, um, I, look, I've been saying this week and week after, like we have this conversation all the time. And it's like if he has a, a shoulder that clearly needs surgery and he's putting it off the table uh, for I don't know how long well he can manage. That can't that's I don't see the point I'm playing a player who is that injured. Like if it's the point where you need to have surgically repaired, he's not going to be 100 percent effective. Case Keenum was a starting quarterback in the NFL not too long ago, brought them deep team deep into the playoffs. And look, maybe he will start targeting Odell Beckham more. Maybe Jarvis Landry will have a pretty good second half of the season with Case Keenum. I just don't know if it's worth uh, and I get why I get like they, the Browns this year, everyone had high hopes and you got to play Baker. He's the quarterback you're going to pay and this and that. But when his shoulder, like guys at other, other positions have this injury, they're getting surgery immediately and he's pushing it off. I just don't think it's worth it. I don't think it's worth it either. All right, let's dig into the uh, Thursday night game because we do need to address that because there are going to be, you know, start sick questions in this one as well. And I'm sure we'll get to a lot. We have a lot of questions this week, by the way, guys. So we're going to get to all of them. Um, don't worry. And, and also, I want to say one more time, really quick, 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 quick plug, and we'll get back to this later. Don't forget, you can play with us every week if you want to play with us at Extra Points, extrapoints.com slash arcade, play in our pick'em contest, play in our props contest, all of that. We'll get into more of that later, including some of last week's winners who will be announced, so don't go anywhere. Let's talk about this Thursday game. Green Bay bit by the COVID bug. Okay, so we've got the undefeated Arizona Cardinals uh, at home. And then we've got Green Bay coming in and what seems like it could be a potential NFC championship preview, right? And then we get the news that Devontae Adams is out with COVID. But oh, no, no, no. It gets worse. 
Alan Lazard is now out with COVID. So now we're, we're worried about Green Bay, but then you go back and you look at Aaron Rodgers and look, he's 6-0 in his last six games without Devontae Adams in his last five games without Devontae Adams. He has 17 touchdowns. You know, can we count Aaron Rodgers out? Now, remember also, we could have a bit of a mess here. Like, there's no Jair Alexander. You know, what's up with J.J. Watt? I, I, I look at this game and I just, I don't know what to do at all. But I think it's at least going to be kind of fun to watch, right? I I flip off in this game. We were just talking about it off air a minute ago. I think on Monday I made the pick uh, with Dave on minus three, and I said, "Look, the Cardinals are not going to go undefeated. They, you know, teams in the NFL just don't go undefeated. The Patriots have, right. uh, you know, all the Super Bowl. The Dolphins did. This, it just doesn't happen. And not taking away anything from the Cardinals, they're having a great season. But I'm like, if they're going to lose a game, it makes sense to lose to the Packers, lose to Aaron Rodgers, and then like you said, all this news comes in. And I'm like, oh no, like what's what's going to go happen here? So if I had a pick right now. Um, I, I, I may want to switch my pick from the Packers now to the Cardinals because uh, with, with the injuries across the board, it just it's too hard to predict what they can do on offense. Like I'm guessing they're going to lean heavily on Aaron Jones. So if you have drafted Aaron Jones or traded for him, you're probably pretty happy because the receiver card looks like a mess. Maybe Robert Tani in a big game. Uh, the flip side for the Cardinals, it'll be the same old, same old. I am worried about the J.J. Watt injury. If he doesn't play, I know Chandler Jones is being activated, but you don't want to get Aaron Rodgers having time in the pocket because then he will make these unheard of guys superstars in a one, matter of one game. So it's going to be a wild one. And I, I think uh, I'm with you. Like the, the points – it may be a crazy scoring fest here because uh, it's just going to be a, a strange one. I feel like it could be. I mean, Green Bay could also get some traction on the ground. Arizona is allowing 4.79 yards per carry and 85% catch rate to opposing running backs. So Aaron Jones, maybe A.J. Dillon could get some good work in there if you're looking for your starts from this game. Um Randall Cobb is someone that I don't advocate using on a regular basis because let's face it, guys, a slot receiver is not exactly who you want to start every week. You know, they come off the field, you know, in three in two wide receiver sets or two tight end sets. So they're just not playing as many snaps. But in this case, there's really not many others to go to. We're still waiting to hear if Marquez Valdez Scantling is coming off the IR. You want to be really sneaky and you can add him. Could be worth it. Uh, Robert Tunyon is obviously someone that people are looking at uh, because he's a favorite target of um, Aaron Rodgers. But I just want to caution you. I want to put a word of caution out there. Arizona has not allowed one single touchdown to an opposing tight end this year. And they've allowed the least yards through the air, 156 to opposing tight ends. Now you might say, well, that's because he's faced, you know, tight ends like Tyler Conklin and David Njoku and I don't know, Darren Fells. Like it's just, it's not, I'm sorry, Jordan Aikens. It's just not like that impressive of a list, but actually you can go all the way back into 2020 and see that they were pretty good versus the tight end because I don't know if you recall this Eddie but in 2019 it was like a law of fantasy start your tight ends versus Arizona because they were so bad so they fixed that last year you know Isaiah Simmons has been a tight end killer so uh I just want you guys to be aware of that before you start Tanyan and I'm not saying to do this in your fantasy leagues but a sneaky play could be to play another tight end maybe like Mercedes Lewis, if you're betting on it, simply because they'll be so concerned with Robert Tunyon. Cause look, there's not that many targets. They know they can, you know, shut down, right. They know to look for Tunyon. We know Isaiah Simmons is great. So uh, just, just a sneaky play there. Um, but in the meantime, you guys, we have a special guest from alarm sports network, my friend, my pal, 
Ryan Hallam. Ryan, what's what's going on? Uh, Living the dream, Jen. I'm living the dream every single day. Uh, Now, just loving football season. Baseball's almost over. Basketball, hockey, like everything is going right now. It's like sports nirvana. It's the best time of year. It's like Christmas every single day, except I was actually a little grumpy when I got up on Sunday and there wasn't already a game on. I'm spoiled because I live in California. So like you wake up in the morning and like you have one game to kind of like warm up and it's a crappy game because the London games are always the crappy games where they send the crappy teams. Apparently, I guess we're not nice with our exports, but um, it, it still starts the day off on the right foot for me. So, yeah, great time of year. Um, specifically, I really wanted to bring you in today, Hallam, because you do an article at Fantasy Alarm that is wide receiver and cornerback matchups. Now, guys, this is a secret, secret weapon, not just for your fantasy lineups, but also for your DFS lineups. And I felt like it was the perfect week to talk about it because last week we kind of had this buy-mageddon thing where you just had to like start whoever you had and pray. In fact, Hallam, I noticed we had a matchup in a league and you didn't even bother replacing you just rolled out whoever it was I think you scored like 56 points um so I looked at that and I was like he's a smart man he happens to have everybody on by the same week he's just gonna take the L and then he's gonna win the rest of his weeks instead of making all these stupid moves to try to win one week by a small small margin so I totally respected that um but we have all these amazing wide receivers back now and it's gonna be really tricky to pick the best people to start. So we're going to do that in just a moment. But first, I have a really important question for you. I can't wait. I feel like you're the right person to ask this question too, because you're kind of like the master of the bracket. If you guys follow at Fighting Chance uh, on Twitter, you will see that he's always got a bracket. Like, what's the best soup? Wow, what's the best fast food? What's the best whatever? And, and it's amazing that like ice cream flavors you people pick. But <laughs> I, I want to ask you, last week I had Jake Seeley on the pod. And uh, he had Kit Kat, like not even on the list, like not oh. even on the pro list. And he had Twix way down the list. So uh, this is a burning question. We need to know what extra points pod. Can you tell us? What you think is an underrated Halloween candy? And then do you have an overrated Halloween candy? Uh, I think regular old M&M's is, is very overrated. I guess it's just like a classic, but unless you're not putting peanuts in them, I'm really not all that interested in it. So I'm going to go against the classic classic M&M's, classic Hershey bar. It just, it's just boring. You got to give me a little something. Uh, as far as underrated, I've always liked Payday, which is really weird. I don't know that many other people like that. It's like, like just them. peanuts on top of caramel and no chocolate at all. But that's kind of like my sneaky go-to. That uh, Something that's not like you know, Butterfinger or Snickers or something like that. Payday is a good one. I should have nice. thought of Payday myself. I like Payday. Hallam, have you met Spaghetti? I have not. Spaghetti, Hallam, Hallam, Spaghetti. It's a pleasure. Nice. Thanks for joining. Appreciate it. It's all mine. And I like that uh, that that candy take. That's that's uh, those are good picks. Nice. I want your candy take, Eddie. What what's what's your underrated? Overrated? Oh man, I've been thinking about this so much because I've heard on uh, most of the shows on the network. And I so what I broke it down to is that the overrated one has to be something that people constantly talk about or think about or or you know you see the advertisements. So 
uh, out of those that category, like the Three Musketeers is one that's always plastered on every store, like you know, wall or commercial. And I just like it doesn't do much for me. It's kind of a boring inside. Most candy bars have like a multiple, uh, you know, candy bar interior that just has like the nougat. It's it's lackluster. So that's my overrated pick. My underrated one. If I have to go with one, I'm going to go with a hundred grand. I think that oh, people don't talk about it enough. It has a lot going on inside. The flavor's great. Um, if I get those in my, you know, when I was a kid in my candy basket, like the kid really after them, they never really cared about them. But if I got them, I was like super pumped. So that's when I actually will seek out uh, in stores now and get to make sure I have my house during Halloween. Okay. I'll go in with my pick now. I know you're all on pins and needles. I'm agreeing with you with Three Musketeers. That was totally my point. Like what? I used to get mad when I would get those in my candy basket. Like, what is this? This is like what the the poor man's version of a Snickers. Where's the karma? Carol, where's Nothing. the nuts? It's like like a sponge. Yeah. It's terrible. It's like, it, it just tastes like eating nothing. Like new and also nougat. Like just the sound of that nougat chocolate covered nougat bar. Like who wants that? Nobody wants that. No kid wants that. So don't do it. It's just sugar shock. You may as well at least give them a good candy. And then, um, this is a strange one. Okay, guys. I don't even know if, if it really is a Halloween candy, maybe it's just a candy. So I might be cheating. So whatchamacallit bar. Have y'all I like those. I, so I haven't had those in a long time. They're so good. I think that we should bring them back if, if they're not cool anymore. Whatchamacallit bars. Um, but mostly I'm an equal opportunity candy consumer. I like most candy, um, which is why I try not to buy it because it wouldn't last very long. So, um, you know, you're going to get tortured with the three musketeers on Twitter now, like (laughs) your fans with the bananas and everything else. They never let you live down three musketeers. Just join that list. Yeah. But are there people that are really like three musketeers fans? Like are there staunch three musketeers supporters? Cause I'm going to tell you banana supporters are crazy. Yeah. Yeah. They're great. Bananas are not good. They're I'm like cheap. You can eat them. I don't want a banana in my trick or treat basket either. I don't want a banana, and I don't want raisins. Don't do it. I want candy, and I want nougat, and I want nuts. They just. I saw a story yesterday about uh, people handing out uh, trick or treat candy that was like uh, laced with pot, and I was like, I don't think anyone's giving that away. <laughs> like, if you if you have that, like, why would you give that to kids? Why wouldn't you just <laughs> Why wouldn't you just keep it? And if it is happening here in New York, I'd be happy to. Uh, to go out and, and pick it up for the, the kids so they taste safe. That's a sticker. When you were little, did your parents like worry that there were going to be like razor blades and things in your candy and they would go through and like check it and make sure it was all safe? That was a thing, but no, I don't think my parents ever did. My, my, my mother was like the most overbearing mother in the entire world at, at, at times and at other times didn't give a crap she, about like she rented us every horror movie known to man that we shouldn't have been watching at that age. And it was the 80s and it was a different time than it is now. But yeah, she was either completely overbearing or didn't pay attention. <laughs> well, I mean, that could work for in your favor, depending. And my parents like didn't let me listen to uh, like rock music or watch any movie that was anything over PG. So I remember sneaking over to my friend's house for a slumber party so I could see Dirty Dancing. Ooh, I can't imagine Rick Piacenti being that way. Don't tell Rick. Don't tell Rick. Rick is on this platform. Do not tell him. I'll get in trouble. Okay, so <laughs> back to fantasy football before my dad finds this. Um, I want to break down some of your favorite wide receiver must-starts for this week because there's going to be a lot of questions, and I think people are going to have tough questions like, 
hey, do I start Mark Mike Williams or Emmanuel Sanders this week? I think that's a situation a lot of people are going to be in. Do I start Cortland Sutton with Jerry Judy coming back? And, and when you really dig into the wide receiver cornerback matchups, you can really help us figure out who really is someone that we should just set and forget. Now, of course, anything can happen, right? Fantasy gods are fickle and, and rain can happen. Weather can happen. Injuries can happen. Somebody can just have a bad day and stub their toe. But who can I feel really confident starting? Can you run down a few of the best matchups for me? Well, I mean, probably the chalk of all chalk is going to be Cooper Cup against the the Texans. Uh, I mean, he is just doing everything this year, and they're pretty terrible. Uh, so I think Cup is probably going to be the one used an awful lot. Uh, another guy I like a lot is Keenan Allen uh, going against the, the uh, Patriots because they lost their slot corner last week. So they're on – you know, slot corners are already not the best guy in the team, so now they're down one. Uh, so I kind of like him a little bit more than Mike Williams this week. Uh, you know, a little bit lower. I'm, I'm huge on Devonta Smith this week against the Lions. Uh, you know, Philly does everything in the fourth quarter, uh, but they do it eventually. And there's really no one else outside of Goddard uh, that's catching passes for them. So, uh, you know, Smith, when Jalen Hurts decides to be accurate, you know, Smith's been his number one target in the Lions secondary. We know it's the Lions secondary, so... That's the few we can we can keep going through, but I would give you a little high salary, mid salary, low salary kind of. Well, tell me a little bit about my Cowboys. Are they in a good spot this week versus the Vikings? Uh, I like CD Lamb more than Amari Cooper, but I don't okay. think you can really go wrong with either. Uh, you know, the Vikings secondary spotty, you know, inconsistent. I think to be nice. Uh, you know, assuming Dak plays, which I think all this is nonsense. He's going to play. Uh, but how could you not? I mean, they just throw the ball. I, I know Zeke's been running a little more. I know they've been throwing a lot to the tight end. Uh, but, you know, as long as Michael Gallup's out, there's only two guys to throw to. Uh, but I definitely – I'm – I've been a Lamb guy over Cooper guy uh, all year. And Cooper had that huge first game. And, you know, it's kind of been – not saying bad, but a little off. All right. Now tell us who uh, we should probably be aware of. Maybe we're not sitting them, um, but we at least need to be aware that they may not have their best game on Sunday. Oh, you put me on the spot. Um, Tough matchups. I'm, I've drawn a complete blank, Jen. I'm not going to lie. Anybody on the Jets, let's go okay. there. I mean, Mike White, you know, Corey Davis, right. uh, you know, people, not that he's any great thrill. Anyone's league is resting on Corey Davis, but uh, I just, I just can't do anything with this Jets defense. Julio Jones, uh, I'm falling off. Of, well, I, I've never really liked Julio Jones, to be completely honest. Uh, you know, he's always one play away from leaving the game and not coming back. Uh, AJ Brown is is the man. So I, I people still like Julio Jones, but I just can't do it. Uh, the Saints receivers uh, again this week. They have t- uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, so Marcus Calley, who was okay on Monday night, uh, they Trey Quan Smith is still his second game back. So uh, they're just not throwing enough unless you're throwing it to Alvin Kamara. So uh, those are a few. That's, I mean, those are really good ones. Those are important ones that we need to know about. Um, this seems like a perfect segue to play a game I like to call Allen Robinson or. We started this game last week with Jake Seeley. Uh, it, it seems to devolve. I feel like it could get worse and worse every week. So I'm just going to pose a few questions to you. And what you're going to tell me, I'm going to say Allen Robinson or, and you're going to tell me which player 
you would rather have on your roster. So you have to cut the other one. It's like a bye week. This is your decision. These are your only options. You can't say, maybe I like them both. You have to make a pick. Are you ready to play the game? So it's not week eight. It's Allen Robinson going forward. It's Allen Robinson going forward rest of season. Okay. Got it? I'm ready. All right. Now you only get one. Okay. Allen Robinson or Robbie Anderson. Oh, I'm going to go Allen Robinson. That's just, okay. uh, they, they've both been terrible, but Robbie Anderson's catch percentage is horrible. He's had like eight of the last 20 or, or something he's caught. And Sam Darnold is, you know, crashing back to earth in front of our eyes. Uh, you know, I think maybe if, if Justin Fields continues to play terrible, maybe they'll go back to Andy Dalton or maybe Fields will figure it out. Uh, but I, I just can't do it with Robbie Anderson. All right, Allen Robinson for one. All right. You still hang in there, A-Rod. I'm, sho- I'm shocked I chose anyone. That was a good one. Well, I, I try to make this game, you know, fun and competitive, and you have to think a little, so I'm not going to make it easy on you. You ready? Always. And, and you should know, by the way, that these questions have come in from listeners specifically. So you're helping people at the same time. Allen Robinson or K.J. Osborne? Uh, Allen Robinson is just – KJ Osborne, it might be someone you throw in uh, as a GPP on DFS when he has a really good matchup, but uh, Allen Robinson is still a top, uh, God, I almost said top tier receiver, and that would be wrong. But, you know, KJ Osborne is a third receiver on a, on a mildly, team that doesn't throw. Yeah, mildly decent passing offense. So definitely yeah, I Robinson agree. There. Okay, good. All right. Allen Robinson, or I think this one is actually tricky, okay. Cleef Raymond. That is tricky. Oh, Christ. This is hard. Um, I, I don't make it easy. People people probably never want to come back on the show after this, after I tease them about their candy choices and make them play this game. Yeah, I'm already waiting for it to end. But uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with Raymond just because, like, someone has to do something on the team. I thought Amon Ross St. Brown was going to kind of have the breakout when Cephas went down. It didn't really happen. Raymond's had a couple of good games. Uh, and the Lions are always behind, so they're going to be throwing. And the Bears just aren't throwing and aren't throwing well. So I'm going to go with Khalif Raymond on that one and just stab myself in the face for saying that. It's crazy, but this is kind of where we are. So, like, I actually think this is a really useful exercise. Okay, A-Rob or Russell Gage? Uh, I'm going to go with Robinson again. Uh, this one's a little bit tighter uh, than the K.J. Osborne one because uh, Gage is kind of the second guy and did score in his first game back. Uh, but the Falcons offense is, is scary, I guess, not good. Uh, and after Ridley and now that Pitts has kind of come on the last couple of weeks, uh, I think that Gage has become a lesser option. Cordero Patterson, is, as I, I still am a believer of him. So that puts Gage at kind of fourth string on a not very great offense. All right. A-Rob or Devonta Freeman? Uh I'm going to go with Devonta Freeman. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I think I always give a little uh, edge to running backs. Like I drafted heavy running back in every single league this year. So I didn't have to do this with Devonta Freeman. And I still have had to do it with Devonta Freeman in, a, in a, a league or two. I mean, the Ravens run the ball a decent amount. He's, he's the guy I believe when healthy uh, and I don't think he's done. Uh, oh, God. No. No, Ryan. No, no. Allen Robinson. I'm changing my mind. Just, yeah, there's, right. there's, I mean, I got to give Latavius Murray or, or Le'Veon Bell had a touch on, like, uh, no. Allen Robinson. Okay. Allen Robinson. Myself out of it. Freeman. I All right. This might be the, 
This might be the hardest one. Okay, you ready? No. Alan Robinson or Julio Jones? <laughs> I still got to go Julio. Uh, I, I hate him. Uh, Roto World has a shirt, a Never Julio shirt, which was gifted to me one year because I have always just trashed this guy because he never caught enough touchdowns in his prime. Uh, and now he's clearly broken down. I already said, already badmouthed him once on the show. Uh, you know, his, his hamstring is just uh, waiting to snap at any moment, but he's still the second target on an okay offense. And Allen Robinson had four, four targets last week. I mean, it just keeps getting worse for him. So I, I'm going to go Julio on that one. So then I kind of want to ask you, um, is there any temptation for you to go out and uh, trade for Allen Robinson? Like, has his value actually gotten kind of surprisingly good because he's at such a low spot that he could really only get better. And then the manager may be so frustrated that you could essentially get him for free. If you can seriously throw Khalif Raymond out and make that trade. And I know I just said, I'd take Khalif Raymond, but I mean, if if you're throwing just a guy you picked up and you're able to get Allen Robinson, sure. It's worth a shot. Do I have any confidence? I, I do not. Yeah, I, because I'm starting to wonder if like it's gotten so low that, yeah, maybe you could just throw a bench guy out there for someone that's desperate, you know, and especially if like down the road they have a bye week issue and then you just maybe get Allen Robinson and maybe he's fine. I know that sounds really risky. You know, Khalil Herbert, do you think he's going to keep the job once Damian Williams comes back and maybe David Montgomery? I mean, the whole Chicago team is just like, what do you do, right? I think he keeps it over Damian Williams for sure. I do not think he keeps it over David Montgomery. Okay. Montgomery's the whole offense when he's, when he's in there. Yeah. I think you're right. Um, And finally, I I just have to ask you now about your own team, because if you guys don't know, Ryan is a huge, massive Niners fan. So Ryan, is it possible? Is it possible that we can trust Kyle Shanahan to stick with Elijah Mitchell. I do. I think, you know, when I was convinced was when he came back and got the ball a lot, his, his first game back from injury, that was when I got the thought that that's his guy as long as uh, we'll see if Jeff Wilson comes back, if, if that right. you know, impacts him at all. But I think Mitchell is the guy going forward. So those of you who blew all your fab on, on him the first week don't look quite as bad now as you probably did a couple of weeks later when he went down. But yeah, I do. I think uh, Shanahan is, is, you know, when he has a guy he likes, he does tend to stick with him. Uh, you know, he mixes some guys in there, but they, they just run so much that there's often room for two. Uh, but I, I do, you know, Trey Sermon is clearly so far in the doghouse's basement backyard out there. Like he, he can't do anything right. Uh, is Trey Sermon but, droppable? Yeah, I think so. Wow. Yeah, wow, I unbelievable. Yeah, I have the same thing. You know, we, I, we were talking about him earlier in the podcast. I did, and uh, you know what? If you got the right situation, he can go too. Nine catches in seven weeks. Who would have, whoever saw this coming? He's, he's right, supposed well, to have well, 100 yards. He's 96 yards. Uh, I know, it's ridiculous. All right, one last question. Okay. Allen Robinson or Brandon Ayuk? No, oh, Allen Robinson. I just, you know, it, he's just, even as pathetic as his involvement is, his involvement is still more than Brandon Ayuk. I, you know, the 49ers offense is in better shape. And if they would just give him the opportunity, I think Ayuk would succeed. But he's not even on the field. You know, yeah, what's had- the deal? Is, is Shanahan just mad at him? Like, did he, like, steal his girlfriend? Like, what? What? what's the deal? 
unfortunately, I'm not in the team meetings, no matter how many times I've asked. So I, I, I'm not sure. You know, they try to play the, oh, maybe it was a hamstring injury in the beginning, but that has even gone away. Then he, you know, punted, he kicked that punt back, you know, 30 yards into the end zone last week. So I, I'm sure it's in his head, too. I'm sure, you know, the way Shanahan has treated him has probably, you know, busted his confidence. So he, he just needs to get in there and get a chance. But I, I, I have no faith that that's going to happen. I mean, it's week eight. It's not week two. You know, we're a good bet into the system. It's it's November almost. Uh, so, you know, I think the way things are, kind of the way they are. But we can lock and load Debo Samuel as Absolutely. a wide receiver going forward, right? Yeah. He, he had 100 yards in a in a monsoon last week. Yeah, he is one of, he's definitely one of my top <laughs> plays of the week for sure. You know, the Bears secondary is not that great. He's totally beasting. I love Debo Samuel. I got him uh, laid in the pros with Joe's league. And uh, probably a big reason why – we're six and one. Uh, Debo was a really great value pick, and he's been phenomenal all year. Uh, and you're phenomenal, Ryan Hallam. So I so appreciate you. If you guys don't know all the things Hallam does, first of all, I'm not kidding. You have to check out this wide receiver cornerback article. It is massive, and, and it goes into literally who is matching up with who. And uh, there are other sites that will group all the receiving groups together and say this wide receiver will be for facing uh, cornerbacks that all are this good. That's not that helpful. Ryan actually breaks down who will likely be covering that wide receiver. And it really helps you, especially when you're looking for values for DFS plays and for starting your lineup. So don't miss it. He's also always on the family times uh, podcast with Matt sales and Justin Finsterman, which you can check out and download anywhere you get your podcast. Follow him at fighting chance or is it fighting chance fantasy? Nope. It's fighting chance. It's fighting chance. Follow him at Fighting Chance. Uh, you'll also get a chance to participate in really cool brackets. Um, what What do you think is maybe the next bracket? Any ideas? Uh, I've been thinking of going back to my very first one ever was sitcoms. Uh, so I've been thinking about bringing that one back because when I did it, it was like 2000. It was at least like 12 years ago. So things have changed. Uh, would probably cut the seventies out bring, and make the eighties be the oldest ones and then bring some of the stuff into from today. Uh, so that, that's probably it or streaming shows. I thought of the you know, best shows on streaming services. Uh, so that one of those is probably my next two, as soon as I can get a, my head above water here with work. I love it. It is the busiest season of the year. So we won't expect any brackets anytime soon, but we do appreciate you joining us. Thank you so much, Ryan. Thanks for having me. So everybody, we are now going to um, talk just really super fast about waiver wire pickups. If you have waiver wire claims tonight, I'm going to run through them really, really quickly. If you're looking for a replacement for Lamar Jackson, you can probably trust Daniel Jones this week. Eddie, how do you feel about that? Oh, man. I mean, look, Dan Jones has been the Giants' best player. Um, the problem is that he's had a variation of like six or seven different offensive lines in front of him, and that's a huge issue. And look, if they're so, if some of the receivers and Saquon are healthy and they're coming back, I, I guess I like it a little bit. Plus, you have the, the rushing guards from him, too. Yeah, and last week he caught a pass. Uh, he did everything, and he had no Andrew Thomas. He had no weapons whatsoever, and he still put up a decent fantasy performance versus a tough defense. So, I listen, I don't want to let you know lavish praise on the Giants, but I got to tell you, this matchup Monday night versus a Kansas City defense that allowed Ryan Tannehill like 270 passing yards, a touchdown on the ground, a touchdown in the air, uh, a 77.8% completion rate. Um, I don't know. 
I would be willing to roll out Jones if you need a, a one-week replacement or you're looking for a, a super flex league. Um, Carson Wentz, I also like. He's widely available on the wires, and you could even go to Teddy Bridgewater. You want to put in claims for Kenneth Gainwell if he's available in your league. He's available in 89% of leagues. Uh, when I checked yesterday, he has a soft matchup versus Detroit. We know Miles Sanders is probably going to be out for a while. Gainwell's the guy. And if you're in deep leagues, you want to look to Boston Scott. If you're in a desperate situation, he could at least have a good week this week, probably even vulture a touchdown. Samaj so P. Ryan is seeing more and more work for Cincinnati. I'm not saying you need to worry about Joe Mixon, but I'm saying P. Ryan might be a good stash. Uh, Ronald Jones is someone that has been widely dropped because people needed to make moves for their bye weeks, and he's someone that should be picked up. We know that he's the next guy in line after Leonard Fournette. Should it happen, he still gets some work, especially when they're playing with a lead, and I assume the Bucks will continue to play with leads pretty often. Russell Gage is on the wire. I would go put a claim in for Alan Lazard because everybody's freaked out that he's not playing this week. Well, this is going to end, guys. And Alan Lazard is someone you might want to have on your team last week. Six targets, 60 yards, a touchdown. Rogers seems to like him. I would do it. Randall Cobb is a play only for this week. We talked about him earlier. Khalif Raymond, someone we really like. He's moved into the clear number one position for Detroit, who is often playing behind and is now without Quintus Cephas. CJ Uzoma had his second two touchdown, 90 plus yard game. Listen, he's seeing less than 10% of the team's snaps. He has an average of less than three targets per game. But for whatever reason, Joe Burrow goes to him in high value moments. So if you're streaming a tight end, if you just need somebody, you could do a lot worse. And he has a great uh, potential matchup coming up next week. So Mo Cox, one more. Again, lots of pass catchers missing in Indianapolis, and he seems to be a good red zone target for Carson Wentz. Uh, Looking ahead for DFS, keep your eyes on Big Ben. I know that sounds crazy, but I kind of feel like he wants to have a revenge game versus Cleveland. Cleveland's actually been pretty generous to opposing quarterbacks and wide receivers. Uh, Wentz and Hurts are plays in DFS. So is Teddy B, Daniel Jones, Kirk Cousins. And of course, Josh Allen, I will put out a video as I always do this weekend that breaks it all down in a quick two minutes. Okay, let's check in on our arcade. Like, let's talk about the winners for this week's contest. Uh, Apparently, I lost. (laughs) Close, though. Very close. Very, very close. But I lost. In the LCS, yeah. I think one away. Yeah, I lost by one. Yeah, I'm, I lost by one in the NFL, so I feel your pain there. We're, we're so close to the, to the golden hat, which is uh, something we both want desperately. Mm-hmm. If I don't get the golden hat, I'm I'm just, I don't know. I might quit the pod. Yeah. Jerry blame. says that if you quit, you'll feel better, and then you just come back and everything's fine. So maybe that's what I have to do if I don't win this week. I just love that we have, I mean, the, the incentive to keep doing better. And I think I had two back-to-back uh, good weeks. But then the worst part is, like, I wish I didn't even know. Like, I'm not sure if you feel the same way as I do, but I wish I wasn't even told, like, oh, you were so close. You're one. I want to, like, I really get, like, zero right and just be nowhere near the hat. See, I feel like I was so close last week when I got 10 right, but I guess somebody must have gotten, like, 12 right or something. Uh, yeah, I think so. Oh, my gosh. You people are crazy. Um, uh, let's... Talk about where you can find that extrapoints.com slash arcade. You can play with us. You'll get our silly floating head shot picks every weekend, which is pretty funny and pretty cute. And you can track how we're doing and then you can compete and you can beat us and you can win the golden hat unless we beat you because that's going to happen eventually. Right. I'm going to win the golden hat. 
We always get a lot of questions from you guys and we strive to answer all of them. So we have a ton. We're going to start right now. Rapid fire. Eddie, let's get to those questions. All right, let's go through them. Thanks, everyone, for uh, tweeting us your questions. We're going to start off here with uh, Anne has a question about quarterbacks. Uh, so Lamar's on vacay, smiling face with the sunglasses on. Uh, only QBs on the wire right now. Jared Goff, Big Ben, Mac Jones, Jimmy G. Help, please. Okay, so this is going to sound nuts, but I'm going Big Ben here. Um, I really think, I don't know if you saw this story out, like he and Mike Tomlin want to avenge the embarrassment versus the Browns last year. And if you look at the matchup again, uh, as far as quarterbacks, um, Cleveland has surrendered a, a ton of points to opposing quarterbacks. Um, and same for wide receivers, a, a ton to opposing wide receivers. Let's see. It looks like. I don't know a lot. Anyway. Um, <laughs> anyway, I like big Ben this week is the point. All right. Moving on here to a running back question from uh, looks like Panch asking uh, I'm between Marlon Mack as a stash or Bolden from the patch. Which one should I stash? I would stash Bolden um, Mac. We just don't know what's going on. And here's the thing. He's been inefficient when he has played. It's been like 2.6 yards per carry. And I know there's all these, you know, ideas that he might get moved and traded, but I'm not, I'm not feeling it. Um, so I would, I would go Bolden because I know we cannot predict what Bilichick's going to do, but we did see him have a really big game last week and he could slide into that James White role. Okay. Here going on to, looks like another quarterback question. Uh, I've been streaming quarterbacks and have Wentz, Tannehill, Danny Dimes, Matt Ryan, and Teddy two gloves to pick from this week off the waiver wire. I need one to start. Wentz, Tannehill. Teddy Two Gloves, Matt Ryan, and uh, Danny Dimes. Those are amazing options. <laughs> um, all of those could go off. I like Wentz. I like Teddy. I like Danny Dimes. Um, I'm going to go Danny Dimes. All right. There you go, Danny Dimes. Um, you no, know, he has the chance to get some of his weapons back this week. No, I know that. He, I, I'm, I'm like just yeah. a batter Giants fan. And I, I, I really know. have loved how Jones has played this year, but the, it's not even him. It's just everything else. It's the guys blocking. It's the guy behind him. It's the guys out wide. Tight ends a mess. Um, I know, I know. So bad. Anyway, uh, in need of a wide receiver badly, would you trade Dalvin Cook and Antonio Brown for Aaron Jones, Amari Cooper, and A.J. Brown in a PPR league? In a heartbeat. You saw that Antonio Brown uh, may now be out for more than a few weeks. Do it fast before that owner uh, realizes what he's doing. Okay, there you go. Uh, Pick my two best uh, for this week. Khalil Herbert, Elijah Mitchell, and Jerry Judy first game back. And this is from Drew. Great question. I'm going to go Herbert and Mitchell. I'm going to take both the running backs. They're both in fantastic matchups this week. And we just don't know. Jury Judy is also in a really good matchup, but I think it's his first game back and Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick are still there. Noah Fant is still there. So I'm going to use the running backs. All right. Um, who do I start at flex Boston Scott Kirk, or maybe someone off the wire by weekend injuries are killing me. My wide receivers are cup and Williams. My running backs are Patterson and McKissick. I have uh, CMC and Kittle on the IR. Yeah. I have some of the teams like that too. That stinks. I wouldn't go Boston Scott. Cause you're really just playing for the touchdown. It's a nice matchup, but he's still in line behind Gainwell. Gainwell played, played about 22 snaps per game when he was sharing with Sanders. So I don't think we can expect any more than that from Boston Scott. Um, Therefore, who was my other option? 
the options the, the option were uh yeah it was christian kirk boston scott christian kirk or somebody off the wire yeah i think christian kirk is probably going to be better than anyone off the waiver wire it's hard to know without looking at your waiver wire but kirk has been consistently targeted green Bay's beat up uh i'd probably just go kirk here Okay, Kirk, it is. Uh, moving on here. Uh, pick my two best for the. Uh, oh, we did that one already. Uh, half point PPR: Robert Woods or Randall Cobb. Robert Woods. So um, it kind of just depends on your situation. Like, if you really need to hit a home run, then Randall Cobb could be the play because maybe he's going to give you one of those crazy two touchdown games like you did in Week Four. And we know that Rodgers is without a lot of his weapons. But Robert Woods has a sweet matchup this week. With Houston uh, in Texas, I mean, it's uh, I'm starting Bobby Trees. He's a better receiver. Bobby Trees, it is. I've uh, got a question from a meet in his uh, half point PPR league. He needs a flex. Uh, is it Kenneth Gainwell, Manuel Sanders, Pittman, or Christian Kirk? Oh, that's really hard. That is really good. I'm going to go Pittman. Uh, he's the clear number one in Indianapolis, and it's a really good matchup versus Tennessee, who somehow shut down Kansas City last week, but I think that was an anomaly. Okay, moving on here to uh, looks like we, uh, T. Higgins or Jerry Judy this week in the flex. think Judy could be the wide receiver, too, the rest of the way. Uh, this question is from Jared. It's a good question. Uh, Jerry Judy's in such a good spot, but I'm going to go with T. Higgins. He has actually seen more targets than Jamar Chase. Now, Jamar Chase has done more with them, but T. Higgins is consistently targeted. So I'm going to assume that you're playing PPR and I'm going to go Higgins. Okay. Our next question is from our buddy Mohan. As you hear my alarm in the back of my apartment. I was wondering, I was like, is this my house? Probably. You know what? This podcast has been so great that the fire alarm is to be set off. Look, this is what happens. This is good content. Um, but right, we're back on track here. Our question from our, our pal Mohan here at Extra Points. Okay. Zach Moss uh, for, versus the Dolphins or Javante Williams versus WFT? So I'm going to go with um, Zach Moss. Because the Washington football team has surrendered uh, the third most fantasy points to opposing running backs, I think he'll probably find the end zone. Uh, it's actually a tougher mashup than it seems like. Washington football team, the, the running back matchup isn't great. It's really where people are doing the damages through the air. Okay, here. Uh, someone's asking a question. They need two sell high and two buy low candidates uh, for PPR. Do you have any of those in your mind? I kind of hate selling high, like the whole idea of that. Um, It's just kind of against like my philosophy. Um, So I'm not sure what I would say there. I mean, the first person that maybe comes to mind is like Cordero Patterson, because he can't be this good that long, but I still think he's going to be useful and and he works at running back. So that's tricky. Um, And then maybe you could say Tua, because Tua is coming off two really good games. And this week he has a really tough matchup versus the Bills. And as we talked about, he's now going to have a head case probably based on what Miami's doing to them. Um, him with this whole Deshaun Watson thing. Um, and and he just doesn't have a lot of weapons there because of the health issues. So that I guess I would go there. Um, but by low candidates, these I love. I always love this. Um, Brandon Cooks comes to mind. Um, he is the number one receiver in, in Houston and he's had a couple really great games and a couple real stinkers, but here's the good news. Tyrod Taylor returned to practice today. So 
Uh, I think people have forgotten about Tyrod. I think they've assumed it's going to be Davis Mills. Tyrod comes back. I think the offense elevates. And I think Cooks goes back to being a wide receiver that you can start every single week. Uh, Another uh, buy low, potentially, Chase Edmonds. Believe it or not, people are getting frustrated with Chase Edmonds because he hasn't found the end zone. Well, eventually that has to correct. I mean, it's definitely more James Conner's game, but eventually that has to correct. And Edmonds has been playing with a you know, busted shoulder. He's been playing through it, but now he's off the injury list. So I think it's possible you might be able to get some good value for Chase Edmonds. All right. Next question here needs to pick two out of these three for a flex. Jerry Judy, Manny Sanders, or Chuba Hubbard? Hmm. I'm going to go Judy and Sanders. All right. Um, hey, Jen, I have a stupid question. Uh, Tucker's on a bye. And I need a good kicker who most likely isn't taken. Who do you suggest? So the answer is Evan McPherson, who's actually put up two weeks in a row of double-digit fantasy points. Uh, this uh, team is, is getting better, and I imagine they're going to be scoring points. So let's go with McPherson. Okay, here. Uh, first world problems. Loaded team trying to pick a water receiver slash flex. Tyreek Hill and Jamar Chase are obvious at this point, as is Austin Eckler. Here's the rest. Uh, Corderell Patterson, Fournette, DJ Moore, A.J. Brown, and Thielen. Just need a flex and a running back. <laughs> I think the answer is A.J. Brown. Uh but I'm sorry you have to make this choice at all. <laughs> this is definitely first world problems. And then I think I will also go Patterson here uh, because you have the possibility for a little bit more flexibility, more ways he could be used than Fournette, but they're both fantastic options. All right. Last question here uh, coming from BD. And I hope uh, you know he or she is asking this because of uh, the Aaron Rodgers uh, Packers offensive COVID issues. But need to start one a quarterback. Is it Aaron Rodgers, Terod Taylor, or Geno Smith this week? Yeah. So I do see why you're asking that because of all the, the scare tactic. I mean, like we're all scared, right? You got to go with your stud. You got to go with Aaron Rodgers. I, I just don't think he's going to be so terrible and so shut down you got to go Aaron Rodgers. I, Tyrod may not even play Sunday. And Geno Smith, it, nothing's working there for him. They just ran the ball and ran the ball and ran the ball, even though it wasn't working. That's how little they trust Geno Smith. So can't go Geno. Got to go A-Rod. All right. That's uh, all the questions this week. Uh, thanks again for everyone who's uh, tweeting extra points pod at Jen Enchante at Edward O'Murphy. Uh, we'll find down your, uh, you can also comment on extra points, YouTube, extra points, Facebook as well. We'll track them down and find them. But uh, thanks to all our listeners and viewers who are, are chiming in. Yeah. Thanks everybody. You can always send in those questions as Eddie mentioned at Jen Piacente uh, throughout the week. Um, I usually only compile them the day of for the pod, but uh, you can send them the rest of the week too. And we'll get back to you in the meantime, definitely check out extrapoints.com slash arcade play the games with us. They're a whole lot of fun. Eddie, are you doing anything for Halloween? Uh, I think I'm going to combine. I just kind of moved not too long ago, but we haven't really had friends over yet just because I've been busy on the weekend. So I'm doing like a half housewarming thing and then like a half Halloween kind of hangout. So I have a costume ready to go and it's quite funny. I'll post pictures. It's embarrassing, but it's funny, but everyone will enjoy that. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Finally get to celebrate Halloween with friends again after, you know, it seems like last year we obviously couldn't do that. So very exciting. So let me ask you this. Okay. Like I was invited to a Halloween party. 
Um, at Michael Fabiano's, by the way. I mean, not to brag. Awesome. I bet Fabs is dressing up as like a Star Wars character. Well, so, so he said, um, you don't need to dress up. I'm like, oh my God, what do I do? Do I dress up? Because like, okay, we're adults, right? So, mm-hmm. well, okay. Also, let me just put this out there. I spent a lot of my life, uh, you know, as an actor and I have dressed up in many costumes varying from like Victorian maiden to like sexy sheer backup singer to like literally a pink sheep. I played in my highest paying role ever. This is so ridiculous. I was dressed as a pink woolly sheep with a costume made out of bath mats. So for me, like deciding to dress up is like Halloween has never been like super exciting for me. Um, but I don't want to be like the uncool person that shows up to the Halloween party and like a t-shirt and jeans is like, Hey guys, I'm a real party pooper. I have no spirit. But then I also don't want to be the person that comes like dressed up as like a unicorn and everyone's like in regular clothes and they're like, oh, Jen, she still thinks that she's on stage. Right. What do you do? So I, I, if I know Fabs well, and I I think I do, he's like, he's for sure dressing up as like Kylo Ren or somebody from Star Wars. So, you know, that at least one person will be dressed up. Uh, So I, I, I know Fabs is just a fun guy. He'll want people to dress up and have a good time there. My advice for you. And, and I see where you're coming from. I always skew towards the funny costumes and you, I'm sure you could find like a low maintenance, but re- pretty funny costume. Maybe it's something from a movie recently or a TV show where it's not it's too much to put together. And then you could so you show want creativity with, here. Yeah. You could show yeah. up with something and then people are like, Oh yeah, that's funny. That's from yada, yada, yada. You don't have to worry about, you don't have to show up no. with like a scream mask or dressed up as like no. a cat Let or something. Add one more complication to this though, because okay. like apparently this is now Halloween therapy. You guys can turn this off because we're probably done with uh, fantasy football if you want. Um, I, I, um, I've never met these people. Right. So I, oh. I have, I have talked to Michael Fabiano a bazillion times, but due to COVID we've never met in person. And, oh, there's wow. gonna be a, and this is going to be the case for all the people at the party, much like when I met all you guys this summer in right. Las Vegas. Right. And I like, I'm going to meet you with a mask on. Like, you're going to wonder like what happened to the rest of my face, whatever, but we're all there. So I'm like, I've never met these people. What if I show up with a costume I think is funny and everyone's like, Oh, and she's not funny. Now I change what I said. Now I'd actually show up with the screen mask on because don't, don't show your face. And if these people are lame or you don't like them, then it's like, who was that in the scream? Cause it was like, oh, we don't know who that was. You'll never know it was you. You could hide your identity. I think that's, that's now the move since you don't know them. So you solved it. So I just need to get a scream. Co- yeah. Scream some, some kind of mask. mask. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or yeah, maybe sure party city will deliver that to me. Right. Yeah. You could definitely get that. If not, you could, uh, you could do like the Bobby Valentine when he put the, um, the fake, uh, glasses and the nose and the mustache on Then when he came back in the dugout, you could dress up as that. And then people are like, oh, are you Jen? And if you don't like them, you should be like, no, it's not, it's not, it's clearly not Jen. That's <laughs> another low, low, low maintenance, funny, uh, idea, but I think yeah. it'll be okay. As long look, if Fab's throwing a party, it's going to be good. So I'll I mean, figure it out. I mean, yeah. like, I, I don't know. I, I'll figure it out. I can always come as a, a Dallas Cowboys fan. And you know he'll accept that. Dallas Cowboys, uh, what is he? North Carolina Yankees, uh, just a great mix. Probably a Lakers fan too. Lakers fan too. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm ribbing on on Faz, but that's he has funny. no idea that he just started in our podcast. Are we going to tell him? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, we'll let him know. I'll text him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This has been an awesome podcast as always. You guys, good luck in week eight for your fantasy football. If you have any questions about who to start, who to sit, uh, message me. We're good to go at Jen Piacenti. I will get back to you or at Extra Points Pod or at Edward 
L. Murphy. Also, remember, I will be putting out the DFS video we put out every week, a quick two minutes to help you win your FanDuel lineups. Stay tuned for that, and we will catch you next week. Thank you.